0: Greetings, and welcome to the first creative and caffeinated podcast. This podcast is all about creating inspiration and inspiring creatives. I'm Amanda Elise, and I'm a full-time therapist with Art as a Side Hustle. In this podcast, I'm going to bring mental health topics into the creative space to discuss challenges that we all go through as creatives and how to strive for balance between work and life in the digital age. Today's topic is going to be my own creative journey, my personal story And I thought, since this is my first podcast, it's only fitting to sort of tell my story of how I got here. So like many of you fellow creatives listening, I've actually been drawing since I could hold a pencil. I grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I was the only child of my biological parents, And like many children, I was naturally drawn towards coloring and drawing, and my creativity was fostered from a young age because my dad was also an artist. He actually started his own graphic design company just two months after I was born. I grew up going to his office as a kid and playing around on the very ancient versions of Photoshop and writing my own stories and illustrating them. My dad is only one example of a creative family member I have in my life. My aunt is also a famous painter, and when I was seven years old, she mentored me and my cousins to be in an event called the Youth Spanish Market, which is a local festival that happens every summer in downtown Santa Fe. She taught us to paint using traditional watercolor pigments, as well as how to cut and gesso our own wood. So from the time I was 7 years old until I was 17, I would spend every summer creating and selling my watercolor illustrations with my cousins at this local event. I was the weird kid that would sit and draw in class. I was never really... I was always a really shy and quiet kid, so my teachers never really bothered me for drawing in class. As long as my grades stayed up, they let me be. I discovered deviant art when I was in middle school, and if you don't know, deviant art was this very early social media page for artists where it was just a community of all sorts of different types of creatives, photographers, illustrators from a wide variety of backgrounds and ages who all posted art on this site. And a friend of mine really encouraged me to post a fan art drawing that I did on a lined piece of paper uh, of a character from the anime Death Note. And I took her advice. and. Shortly after that, I was posting three times a day on DeviantArt. For the first time, I was exposed to an online community of artists who liked the same things I did. At the age of 14, I started seeing an art therapist who encouraged my creativity and actually helped me put on my own one-woman art show at the age of 15. While she encouraged me to pursue my creative passions, she unknowingly influenced me to become a therapist myself. Throughout my adolescence, art served as my sole form of creative expression. (coughs) (coughs) It was my outlet. I took AP art classes, and I had my heart set on going to art school. However, at the end of high school, I began to doubt whether or not art school was actually the right fit for me. I applied to several schools in-state and out-of-state, and ultimately settled on staying in-state and studying psychology. My first year away at college was not a creatively fulfilled one. I was so busy adjusting and adapting to the change that I didn't even bring any art supplies with me when I moved away. During this time, I had been distant from deviant art and out of touch with my creative side. Slowly but surely, I started doodling in my notebooks again, and eventually started messing around with digital art on my iPad. By this time, I'd made it to my sophomore year of college, and my love for art had been fully revitalized with this brand new vigor. This was around the time I started posting on Instagram, which... This was around the time that I started posting my art on Instagram, which prior to that, it had solely been a personal account. I created the hashtag ArtsyFartsyFriday and began sharing my sketches with friends and family on a weekly basis. I also got back into DeviantArt and really tried to push to create a community on there where I would share and support other artists' work as well. During my junior year of college, I moved out of the dorms and into an apartment with a few of my friends off campus. An artist I had been admiring on DeviantArt suggested a few art YouTubers for me to watch. I would really been into YouTube, but I had been completely unaware of the art community on there. After discovering Bailey J and Lemia Crescent, I was sold instantly and wanted to start my own channel. My first video came out around 2015 and it was actually a video talking all about my story on DeviantArt and how I got started over there. Shortly after that, I was posting weekly videos (laughs) every Friday as an extension of my Artsy Fartsy Friday tag. It didn't take long for YouTube to grab my full attention. I started my channel at a time where the community was still small and it felt like everyone knew each other. It was easy to make friends and build genuine connections with others in the space. My channel grew slowly and consistently over a few years. In 2016, I graduated with my bachelor's and moved into my own apartment for a few months where I got to really step up my video quality and film regularly without worrying if I was bothering my roommates. I also participated in my first comic convention. It was a small local convention that I did completely by myself and I was immediately hooked. So I signed up for another one a few months later. In 2017, I moved in with my boyfriend of four and a half years in 2017, after finishing my second comic convention, I moved in with my boyfriend after four and a half years of being long-distant. I started applying for graduate schools and therapy programs, and I was still keeping up with YouTube, posting about three videos a week at this point. I also launched my Store Envy shop and started my Patreon. By this point, I knew I wanted to be serious about YouTube and making my art more of a business. I had the motivation. I had the motivation and the time, but I lacked the skills, which is a topic for a future podcast. By the summer of 2017, I'd gotten accepted into my master's program and my boyfriend and I had made the big move out to San Diego where we live now. I started school later that fall and quickly realized that my social media trajectory was not sustainable. I was a full-time student, and I had a lot less time to make and post content online. My channel went back down to one video per week, and my other social medias started to see a stark decrease in engagement because of the lack of my posts. The pressure to be successful kicked in because I wanted some extra income while in school, but the quality of the content just wasn't there. In 2018, I set out to do one of my biggest art projects to date, the Zodiac Calendar. Boy, was I in over my head. Twelve illustrations, each on 11 by 14 paper, involving two plus characters with full color and full backgrounds. If I thought I was busy balancing school and life before, things were about to get real because fall of 2018, I also started my internship, or as it's known in my program, Your Practicum Year. Basically, it's where I practice therapy 20 to 30 hours a week as a pre-licensed therapist for one year in the community. So now, I was a full-time student, a part-time intern, and still trying to keep my side hustle alive. I sprinted to the finish line to get the Zodiac calendar done and was feeling pretty burnt out after. Keeping up with my weekly uploads was becoming more and more difficult. The quality of my work was diminishing due to lack of time and increased pressure, and I started to feel myself struggling with my identity as an artist and as a therapist. I was starting to doubt that I could really be both and succeed. After a few months of contemplation and tears, I started to strive towards finding balance it's a consistent journey and some days i feel like i've got a handle on who i am and exactly where i'm going other times it feels like i'm back at square one and have no clue where to go from there fast forward to 2019 honestly so much of 2019 feels like a blur because the first part of the year was pretty tough for me personally I was struggling to keep up with the hours at my internship, I was doing volunteer work, I was having to go home after losing my grandma to a long battle of illness, and shortly after that I graduated from my master's program and wrapped up my internship. Before I knew it, I was starting my next big project, The Celestial Book, a 31-page graphic novel that I wrote and illustrated in about a month and a half. All the while, I was applying and interviewing for full-time jobs as a therapist. If you're noticing a theme here of me biting off more than I can chew, don't worry, I've noticed it too and I'm actively trying to avoid pitfalls like this in the future. I started my new full-time job in October of 2019 and I've been working there ever since. It's an emotionally draining job, so I finally decided to cut back on the number of videos I post. One of the best decisions I've ever made. (laughs) It feels like a breath of relief, like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders and I can finally focus on quality over quantity again without the pressure of my self-set deadlines and... I have room to try new things, like podcasts and like monthly Instagram challenges. Most importantly, I have space and time to do nothing. In 2018 and 2019, I struggled a lot with guilt. Whenever I wasn't working at my therapy job, I made myself work on art stuff. When I took time for myself, I felt bad because it meant I wasn't doing enough. I've challenged this mindset recently and now see the value of taking time to do nothing and how ultimately it makes me a more productive during my times of work. This pretty much catches you up on my journey and where I am now. I'm still working full-time as a therapist and I have big dreams for my art career, but my approach to these goals is completely different. I've learned to take breaks, set aside time to rest, and to set goals that feel realistic rather than lofty and out of reach. My goals for this year are to focus more on the message I want to send on social media. I want to share my struggles and to normalize them for other artists. I want others to not feel ashamed when they have a bout of burnout or are feeling insecure about their next career move. I want to make and work towards small, achievable goals that I set for myself to ensure I continue being fulfilled by my creative endeavors rather than consumed by them. So that's me in a nutshell, and this is my podcast. I hope you enjoy listening, and I hope you'll stick around for the next one. Until then, I've been Amanda Elise, and I'll see you on the internet.